0: Thank you. and welcome to The Executive Appeal, a show that convenes the world's most powerful and successful leaders to share mentoring and career advancement advice to help you successfully transition into senior level executive positions. I'm your host, Alex Trimble, award-winning speaker, author, and leadership expert with over a decade of experience coaching and advising some of our nation's most senior level government leaders. So if you're ready to reach your goals, let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Alex Trimble from the Executive Appeal. And you know what today is? You, you know what it is. Go let's say together. Today is a good day. So today I have with me a phenomenal leader who I got to meet just a few months ago, and we've been already able to collaborate on some really cool projects, which I know that we'll talk about today. Um, but today's guest is, I think, I would hope to be able to call a friend of mine. Uva Dockhorn is the CEO of Liberating Lifestyles. And the host of the Lift Off podcast, and I'm going to let him do a bit of a more and a deeper introduction to himself. But I'd like to say, how are you doing today, Uber? Perfectly said,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alex. I love it. I'm doing very fine. Thank you for having me. It's it's really a pleasure being here. We had so much fun already before we even started, <laughs> and so. It's really it's really fun to
0: uh, see you again, and yes, uh, you can call me friend. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. And and really quickly before we get into this, again, everyone knows this is a this is an international podcast. So I, I like to say, how are things over there in Germany right now?
1: Well, as I mentioned at the beginning, before we officially started, uh, it started snowing finally, and uh, it was kind of like yeah, so kind of like looking outside of the window and saying like, what now? <laughs> Couldn't you have come and <laughs> <laughs> so so whether like it's uh, kind of like that and uh sometimes it gets really heavy but yeah, hopefully not but other than that i'm fine i'm i'm good i think the situation uh part of uh the geopolitical geopolit- situation uh is quite well
0: here in germany so thank you for asking kind sir kind sir so let's let's jump into this like double dutch let's just jump in um I, we're going to talk about specifically what you do but you introduced a term to me uh, when you when I was on your podcast um, that I absolutely loved. And that's why I had to have you on, because I think the audience needs to hear not only the term, but also how that term came about. Um, so you work with um, senior level professionals, high achievers and their VIPs. Um, What is a VIP?
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for for bringing this up. So the VIP, as we call them, is a very important partner. And of course, we mean uh, your spouse or your life partner at home. And uh, the combination uh, uh, between the two is what uh, is so extraordinary. And uh, that is what makes them a high achiever family. And what I, uh, you know, typically what happens, what I realized over, gosh, now more than uh, 17,000 coaching sessions, uh, you know, I realized that there's this pattern in these high achiever families. And essentially what it means is that from the perspective of the VIP, too often they feel they're kind of like down here while the breadwinner is up here. And they resent it. They feel abandoned. They ask themselves, what about me? What's the next step in my career? Why don't you spend more time with me and the kids? And so the the anguishing arguments start and, you know, there's a big D looming at the horizon. And uh, if they decide to go that pathway of a divorce, essentially it means to live an independent life outside of marriage. And so this is where I come into the picture, because what I do differently because I'm not a family counselor, I'm not a family therapist, I coach both partners at the same time, but separately. So they can regain their independence within their relationship so they start leveling up uh, and we do this in regular evaluation sessions and as you know we call this falling back in love sessions mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's also a lot of um, energy and and goosebumps evolved and uh, that's one of the questions for my podcast uh, that you answered very well I loved it <laughs> and this is where this originated but essentially in these uh, uh, falling back in love sessions, what happens is they realize, oh gosh, this is why I trigger you with my sticky family patterns and vice mm-hmm. versa. And because they've dealt with it on their own separately first, they are ready to really allow themselves to embrace and and discover the deeper connection, more intimacy, and so they can upgrade their relationship to an interdependent one where they are eye to eye again, and you know, craft this. Uh, And enjoy this unshakable togetherness I always talk about and uh, creating more more time more free time with each other but also getting better results at work which is really correlated between the executive work life and the family life so this is super super important and it's it's really about it the the gist of it is really that uh, you know don't you want to gain the motivation at home So you can spend it at work and therefore you get, you get the commitment that everyone uh, is required to have at work as an executive or leader, Mm -hmm. uh, no matter what. And, and therefore, uh, that is why uh, I, the focus here is kind of like the connection between the two.
0: I, you know, again, everyone, I think you're now understanding why I was so passionate about having this phenomenal leader on is because this is the, I think an awesome concept. I love the the symbolism behind VIP because you think of VIP generally speaking as like a celebrity, as a very important person who's in the industry or career-wise, but we can, it's very easy to forget mm. who our real VIPs are, who are those people that we are in a relationship, especially on a daily basis. And so I, I love how you brought that to the table. And then we also talked about how mm. you know it's how. This is not something that – no, again, push back on this if you feel, feel free to. Um, this is not yeah. something that only the, the high achiever should invest in. Um, this is not only um, something that the, the high achiever's um, partner should invest in. I feel like this is something that the organization should also invest in because we've already – think we've as a society, as a, as a, hopefully as a global community now, we've moved past the idea that things that happen at home mm. – don't affect the workplace. Like we, we all hopefully know that that's completely false. Just as things that happen in the workplace definitely impact what's happening at home. So I do you see organizations coming to the table to say, hey, um, we're not sure what's going on, but, but maybe here's a resource for you and your VIP and maybe... Um, And have you seen that happening from an organizational standpoint?
1: Absolutely. Thank you for for bringing this up, Alex. It's super important because uh, as I see this uh, over the last couple of years, I would say the last five years, um, C-suites are opening up to this thought about uh, helping the whole C-suite, including their VIPs at home, Mm -hmm. because they see the. As a result, the direct result that they see uh, at work, as I mentioned earlier, is the commitment that, uh, you know, uh, those who I coach, who I helped uh, you know, are bringing back to the workplace. And so, and, you know, at the beginning, it was often that, uh, you know, I got, I got a counter question to so kind of like a counter question. And, uh, and they were saying like, yeah, but we kind of like separate uh, the family life from the work life mm-hmm. and so on. Mm-hmm. Say, yeah, fair enough. And so what I experience and what I, what I share with them always is like, so just a thought experiment. So you just see your peer, um, and your team member, uh, coming to work and uh, for a couple of weeks, you, you really feel, get a sense. Oh, they might be under the radar somehow. Something is going on. What is the first thought that comes up to mind? And of course, it's anything okay at home. Mm. <laughs> and there it is. Boom! That's the connection. Yeah, it's all—it's already there. It exists, but it's not talked about. So, therefore, yeah. the point is very, very important to bring it to that executive level, but also to the levels below. So, kind of like it's also for for managers as well. And uh, I also work with medical professionals. So, you know, it's really kind of like anybody who's in a leading position needs that. I work with dentists, for example, and so th- they're kind of like also going to their team So, it's really everybody in an executive position and as a, as a leader, I should ask himself, so is really everything okay at home, and where's mm-hmm. the connection to my work life
0: yeah yeah you, 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 you make me think of um chris rock, I believe it was chris rock um he's a famous comedian, and he was talking about his divorce in one of his more recent um one of his more recent stand ups and he talked about how um a marriage can be like a band and, you know, you have a lead singer or have a lead guitar, something like that. Um, And and undoubtedly there's someone on the band that plays a quote unquote lesser instrument. So he used the, the tambourine. He's like, you know, someone's got to play, someone's got to play the tambourine. Um, And the way he equated it to in his, I think it was in his relationship, he was the lead singer Um, and he was the person out there and he needed that person to be supportive. And play that tambourine the best they can play in that tambourine. Um, but what happens is at times um, relationship dynamics and professional dynamics change, and so that person who's playing the tambourine becomes the lead singer, starts to really be out there, and the person who's the former lead singer now needs to play that tambourine. Now needs to be as supportive as possible. And he talked about how that could be a challenge. Doing that, um, have you have you ran into instances? where that has been the case where maybe the high achiever is is not willing to play the tambourine for um his or her spouse because they're they just want to be in that spotlight and what kind of challenges or or and tension does that bring to a relationship
1: yes absolutely many many times too often and so this is really uh the uh, one of the core issues uh, that, you're, that you're addressing here so that uh executive the breadwinner we, however we want to call him so is uh kind of like you know forgetting whenever they come home to put their executive hat and leave it at the doorstep so when they enter their home like actually it's a it's it's an exercise that we do it's really kind of like working with my clients to kind of like so okay you gotta get out of your identity here and you have to take on the role of being a partner you know a, another vip so to speak <laughs> be a parent be a dad you know and 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 a lover so it, it really kind of like you know because too many come home and hide themselves in their home office and uh you know partners resent that and from the partner perspective from the vip perspective you know because of that imbalance uh, not only from Typically, it happens in, in, in areas with, uh, uh, according to money, because, of course, the breadwinner brings in a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And therefore, uh, the, they're kind of like the, the one person who is uh, providing uh, for the wealth. So from the VIP's perspective, uh, that means like, you know, they don't, they not only want to provide emotionally to the family. Mm-hmm. They want to contribute. Yeah, They yeah. want to provide yeah. financially. Yeah, They want to be part of that. They want to be acknowledged with that. And I've seen it very often that sometimes, you know, from time to time, they shift. So that kind of like, so there are in the medical field often when uh, both partners are pursuing their career and, you know, there's one part who is going to med school, then of course the other one is going to the uh taking care of the business, whatever the business is, and then they shift roles again so there there are uh, there are always challenges in your in, in the development of your relationship as you go along, but too often those uh challenges um are left unspoken outspoken under the table, so to speak so yes there's a huge huge uh, amount of uh, let's say, um, complex uh, situations that are, are not close to the eye. Because from the executive perspective, too often they feel like, well, I provide, I do everything, I work so hard, I work until Saturday so that, you know, we have yeah. this well. Yeah. But you don't become a better partner at home when you spend more time at work. Mm-hmm. 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 But you become a better leader when you become a better
0: partner at home. Okay, I see you over here preaching. I see you over here. <laughs> and and uh, you bring up an interest, another interesting point with, within all of that is it doesn't have to be intentional. Like the, the quote unquote breadwinner, high achiever doesn't have to be intentionally belittling the other person. Um, I can think of so many instances where the high achiever is saying, look, you don't got to wear up money. I got this. You just be happy. You do what you want to do, whatever that is. Just be happy. And the other person's saying, no, I want to contribute. And you're like, no, 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 don't worry about it. I got this. And so now you're actually taking something from them, even though you are at your best intention, trying to just be supportive.
1: One of the reasons, you know, I call this the togetherness factor, but, you know, it's spelled T-W-O dash gather. (laughs) so there are two parts (laughs) in this equation so it's not just one thing so therefore it's 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 really about both and uh you know when we when you talk about high achiever families so does this include both partners are both Mm -hmm. high achievers because i would say i would argue yes and most of my clients feel that way because even if they're kind of like the breadwinner brings home more money the partner feels like, yeah, they have kind of like they're living on a, on that high performance level or they have ambitions to do something uh, at this high performance level as well. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to feel left behind and asking themselves, what about me? What's the next step in my career? So, you know, typically this starts when, uh, you know, you, uh, you have uh, two, uh, you brought uh, your kids uh, are two to three years old. Mm-hmm. So at this stage, you know, typically what happens, the mother feels like, Okay so I have I I I'm, I'm in charge I I will always care but well, what's in it for me so this yeah. is something that arises in them and sometimes they're not even aware of because they feel like yeah they have to do something and feel guilty when mm-hmm. they are kind of like not pursuing uh, being the mother yeah. and so on but it's it's absolutely normal in our times that uh that we can ask ourselves hey what's in it for me here and uh it's not egoistical it's it's just normal uh from a, a personal development perspective and if i may i i just want to just highlight uh there are really three steps in personal development uh that i want to highlight here that are crucial to uh that whole uh topic and uh there is you know well, no. when we come into this world, we are absolutely in dependence land, right? So we, are, we got to be fed, we got to be cleaned and repeat, right? So it's, it's kind of like, <laughs> but every day we got to get, um, you know, we, we, we evolve, we develop, we uh, change every mm-hmm. day, we change. So there's constant change until, uh, you know, there's kind of like the next, um, you know, part uh, the next phase is, is, is looming and that is independent. And some of us may never arrive at independence land and some feel they are there, but are you really there, right? So, but the third thing is then there's interdependence. And so from a perspective of a a relationship, you see typically you have one partner who is more dependent on the other, hence what we had earlier, but also feels more codependent from a psychological perspective, from Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, uh, not feeling really as an inter- interde- uh, independent uh, personality. So yeah. that's why I coach both partners at the same time separately yeah. so they can regain their independence first. Because you can't jump from dependence land into interdependence land, it yeah. just doesn't work. Yeah. So yeah. you really have to discover and uh, experience your own independence first, where you are, and in independence land, there's a whole different rule set. It's a paradigm shift yeah. and you know, the, you determine you know, uh, your values. You're not kind of like you can take on and bring some on from uh, you know, dependence land. but it's not about making yourself dependent on these old patterns that you carry with you. So you have to free yourself, you have to liberate yourself, hence liberating lifestyle, right? So yeah. Yeah. it's really about liberating yourself in that regard and that when both partners achieve, that is essentially uh, the key secret uh, to divorce proof your marriage, because you can grow with each other on that interdependent level mm-hmm. where you cherish and support each other's independency.
0: what I want to broaden this conversation a bit because this is so this is so cool. Um, mm-hmm. I want to broaden the conversation to ask the question do you do you work with clients who again, we're looking we're using the um high achiever and their VIP? Do you work with clients who have two "quote unquote" high achievers, and is there a difference in those dynamics? I I think, off the top of my head, I think about The Devil Wears Prada. I was watching that the other day; really great movie. Um, And there, there seemed to be two very high achievers in that relationship of the 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 CEO woman. Um, But even even now, I'm talking even in that relationship with the two high achievers, very high achievers, there was still someone who was even more of a high achiever. So I'm wondering, like, what do those two high achiever relationships look like? And are the d- dynamics any different? No,
1: you're absolutely right. So there are. And so there's exactly that. Uh what, what happens is that on that, when both are kind of like claiming to be high achievers, it's even more important because both fall into the trap to mm. kind of like be more independent than the other, yeah. or the the dominant. So there's this this is this is just in its nature. So it's really kind of like uh, getting to that point uh, of uh, your personal growth where you can really uh, understand yourself and uh, really crack your own code of transformation to be uh, in that space of independence land where you say like, okay, this is for me, but um, how can I be eye to eye with my uh, chosen partner? And you know, vice versa. And of course not, this is kind of like also describing an ideal situation that we're aiming for, but on the other side, it's kind of like also the foundation and the fallback situation when you've achieved your independence, because you don't want to go back. So, because that is typically what happens when I uh, help my clients first uh, to really get into their independence first separately, because it's so important to achieve that and experience that and walk with it with each other. And so what we do with the AIM experience, that's the program I help my clients with. And AIM stands for activation, implementation, and manifestation. So there are three uh, phases which go always a level deeper. And so in first we activate something. I can talk about this in a little bit. And then we implement in all seven success areas with each other, with, with, with each partner on their own. But then we bring it together. And so they're in this together and then we manifest because it's super important to manifest after that because we all have setbacks and mm-hmm. this is planned into the program. So they really understand like, okay, because when you're walking first in your, in your independent shoes and everything uh, things fix great or so, and at one point you feel like, yeah, I got this. <laughs> uh, but then kind of like, you know, something happens and it might be an extraordinary incident, something just happens out of the blue. And so like, gosh, I just felt like I just, Felt into this trap again. Yeah. There's a pattern I haven't realized that there is. And we all have them. So it's, it's just normal. And this is why it's important to have that third phase, that manifestation phase, because there we realize, oh gosh, now we're getting really to the core issue who I am. Mm-hmm. And now you're ready to really, you know... um transform and identify yourself and make the determination about yourself who you are because it's not given by by some by something from outside or by your partner it's you who determines that and if you def- define yourself coming back to your question as a high achiever as well but it also means okay how as a high achiever can i uh, support you and i would love if you uh, are up for supporting me in this and that regard. So you're talking really eye to eye here now. So when the, the communication shifts, but the intimacy grows because you feel more connected to each other because you have a deep understanding about each other. And so the range, of course, is um, from uh, couples who are more codependent, where more codependencies is uh, occurring, up to kind of like, I wouldn't say up, but between and uh, uh, the high achiever, uh, claimed uh, high achiever couples. So, yes, there's a range. So, but because uh, what I do is always uh, uh, personalized and one on one with both partners, we can address all the issues. So, there's nothing left. Un- and also, uh, I'm very thorough, and uh, being German helps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <with regard. laughs> <laughs> well, you, you again. You you got me going. So I'm I'm looking forward to partnering with, with you in the future because you know you know what I do. I, I what I speak and coach on and consult for is to help people beco- who are high achievers rise up the leadership ranks. Like that that is what's really really important to me. And especially like that drives my passion is how do we help leaders who are who ambitious who want to do better um, to do better because the reality is that if you're talking about um, uh, progression is not just about hard work. There's many people who work hard. That's great. And it's good. But there's a lot about relationship building and networking, and strategy and political, but all those things, I love that you bring home the point that what does all that matter? If you and your relationship with your significant other is, is tattered is, is difficult is straining is, is creating stress in your life. Um, I, I I love so much that you bring that component home. And I I want to ask, so I had the honor of participating in your your YFM, your your family matters um annual event. I I again I love the name of it. Um see you, your family matters event, VIP, you're a very important person. I I love, I love how you name stuff. Partner. Um, partner. partner, yes, partner, partner, <laughs> very intentional. Um my question, my question to you is, what got you interested in working with families, with, with, with relationships? Um, you seem to have an ongoing thread through uh, all of your stuff that is not just about the individuals, about the, the, the partner, the, the partnership, right? the individuals. What got you interested in this?
1: Well, if I may, I would just want to go back to, to one point, and I can dive a little deeper. And, and uh, what, what brought me to, to that today is, so, you know, that there, there are in t- these high achiever levels, there are um, direct, instant, tangible results. I call them energizing results. You want to call them tangible results in from the from, from both sides of the high achiever, of the high achievers in their work life. So when you kind of like are more independent in yourself within your partnership, within your relationship, then you bring this also to your team and, and therefore be more effective as a leader. You are much better in making decisions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're really decisive. And because you are, you, you have no doubt about yourself because you um transformed into some, into someone who is absolute certain. And I always, um, mentioned this, this is the certainty is the most important ingredients of any leader. So if you are certain about yourself, who you are, then you automatically bring this to the table and you're confident in your leader position. And so that is kind of like why this is so important um, for uh, creating these tangible results. I just wanted to, to highlight that uh, uh, briefly, that there's a direct connection also in the effect of that. So what brought me into all this. So, you know, from, uh, um, you know, over the last uh, 15 years now, um, I, I started out with uh, the executives uh, first and essentially uh, uh, I got asked by uh, their spouses and, uh, hey, I, I love what you did with my, my, my husband, my, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, can you coach me too? And I say, yeah, of course, <laughs> I love to do that. <laughs> Another client. Cool. And so, but also. And then I realized that there is this pattern in their relationship, essentially. And the reason why they asked me was kind of like always kind of like, yeah, I always felt like I, I you know, it's, it's a, a, you know, we focus on them. So it's more like that they're, they're going a step back, really giving them the space to evolve more than they are as the VIPs at home and just think that's okay. And just letting the room, and it's more important because he brings in the money and stuff like that, so there's this is the dynamic shift, so and it's uh, it it sounds natural if you're in that relationship, but over time it just feels like more and more blocking yourself mm. and at one point it just can explode to some extent also and so <clears throat> this is when i when i rea- realized more and more over the years that this happened, and then there was uh, this incident. And if I may, I can dive a little deeper of also my backstory here. Because uh, six days before Christmas in 2016, my mother died. Mm. And, you know, I always cherished that. I was there for her, holding her hands when she left. So I loved my family. And it was my, yeah, my safe haven. Yeah. And although they gave me their love and the protection as a young boy, I was sexually abused and told no one. Mm. And after I lost, you know, two very important family members, my uncle when I was 16 and my father when I was 23, something broke inside of me. And I started to believe that uh, the remaining members of my family had given up on me. So I distanced myself from them, you know, even my mother, because I felt I couldn't risk opening up to them. So I became isolated, separated from friends. I lost my job, was overwhelmed, physically and emotionally exhausted. In fact, there was no reason for being in this world. And I wasn't sad or angry. And the truth is, I didn't feel anything at all. And that's what was the moment when I found myself at the edge of a bridge.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: And, you know, it was really a bitter cold winter night. And I could see my breath as I slowly leaned forward. And I let go. But at that moment, something happened. For the very first time since my father had died, I felt something inside me and it drew me back from jumping. It literally saved my life. And that night, you know, I learned an important, very important lesson. I, I learned that transformation requires more than letting go of the status quo. So without the other half of the equation, letting go just leaves you in free fall. And mm. if all I had done on that uh, bridge was let go, I would not be talking to Uh, here talking to you today so you're probably wondering what is uh, the other half well the second half of the equation is to feel perceive and let in what is already there letting go and letting in it's a two-part mechanism and they are only complete as a pair and on that bridge all those years ago i let in a small tiny spark that grew into a powerful flame and i made myself a promise that I'm still keeping today to make it my life's mission to help others to learn this secret. Yeah, Because letting go and letting in is crucial for your well-being and your family happiness. Letting in energy, positive thoughts, and a sense of certainty. Letting go of self-doubt, fear, negativity, and stress. It really is that simple. And the more you do it, the more it happens. It's just like a switch. That you can consciously flip to strengthen and re-energize your relationship with your partner every single day. So you're letting go and letting in switch is also your own anti-burnout system. And it even can divorce-proof your marriage. So that's why I do what I do and how I came by, why it's so important to me. Because after my mother died, you know, there's something more to hold on to and uh, that is the family and this is what my life's mission is now all about
0: man um thank you so much for sharing that story um i know i needed to hear it i know there is a whole list of people i'm going to be sharing this this with directly um because i know they need to hear it. and i think it i'll be honest everyone who's listening right now um don't keep this to yourself you know i'm i'm You know what I say at the end of every podcast, but don't 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 look back, reach back, bring this this message to as many people as possible. I I love I absolutely love the the point you made. And and yes, it is so important. It is so important to let go of those those nasty, hurtful things that are that are bringing you down, pulling you down Um, at the same time to just let go literally. Leaves you empty, right? You need to then replenish yourself to fill that space with something else, something positive. You you gotta be willing to allow people to 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 say how wonderful you are, how great you are. You you oh my goodness, this it's so powerful, Alex.
1: (laughs) It's so powerful, and you know most of us kind of like. Ignore that part, the letting in part. So, because nobody has taught you until now, of course. But you know, it's it's really it really is that simple. It's like it's 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 happening always in a pair. It's always kind of like happening at the same time. So you have always the opportunity. And the more you do it, the more you can practice. You, the more it will happen to you. Because if you let go, ask yourself, what is there that I can embrace? What else is there? Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. And this is the way how you can crack your code of transformation, essentially. Mm -hmm. You can shift from dependence land into independence. That is how you do it because you need to let go that whole structure of dependence and embrace that new realm of independence land where you determine you are in charge, nobody else, because independence means you are in charge. Nobody else is doing it for you. The only catch in independence land, if I may say, is to honor it. That's it. But that is also. Very, very important to stay on track, to stay in independence then, and not fall back. You will have setbacks. They happen. They occur because your your self-trained patterns are strong. They will catch up with you. And therefore, we always use manifestation to bring it to a close where it's really like, no, no, no. See, why is this happening over and over again? And they, you understand so deeply, oh gosh, now this relates really to something back. And I call this elephant thinking. And um, so um, elephant thinking broadly um, it means there are moments in your past where you have uh, what feels like an extraordinary incident. Mm. And in your confusion, you programmed yourself with thoughts that start like, I don't trust or I don't belong. And there are thousands of others, of course. But, you know, the truth is you programmed yourself. But now when you want to enter independence land, you can let that go and replace it, reprogram yourself with something else. That is more positive and more hopeful and that you can start to believe in and that will create a new belief system and that is what it means to get into independence
0: question independence yes. is independence is important That's important independence is something that i think most people would say they want um but do most people want independence um i, I say say because you think about the word independent is to be dependent from that means you are now responsible, right? right? There are many people who don't want to become a supervisor because now they're responsible for someone else, right? Many people don't want to start their own business because now they, have to, they are responsible for bringing new clientele and so, so on and so forth. Like there's a lot of, there, there is, I think, a desire to be independent, but then there's also a fear that comes along with being independent. Can you speak to that really quickly? I know we only have so much time with it.
1: I, absolutely. So uh, let's shift the perspective a little bit around the word responsibility, because in English it's very obvious. So it uh, exists of two words, response and ability. So it's your ability to respond. That is the highlight here. Yeah. So not the notation of like, oh, I got to do something. I have to do something. No, it's your ability, your capability, fresh energized to a response Mm -hmm. that's the shift that's independence land language so to speak and and yes we are uh fearful and uh what i do and i I would like to invite you a brief little exercise with you alex if you're up for that sure uh, Fear, because um so the biggest issues is of fear and how to deal with that so but we have all the the elements already here so and I always ask my clients at one point, so can you imagine a scale? So for, for us now, can you imagine a scale? And uh, you know, on the on the left side of that scale is fear, mm-hmm. and then uh what is on the other side of that scale from your perspective? What what is what is your
0: idea, Alex? If fear was on one side, maybe confidence on the other? Like I'm confident sure. nothing I'm gonna... is wrong. Nothing okay. is wrong here. Well, well done. Well, it's trust.
1: Mm. So, and then imagine, you know, where are you right now on that scale? Are you right in the center or are you closer to fear or are you closer to trust? Where are you right now in this very second, this very moment, Alex?
0: I I think if we're having this conversation, I think that I am generally speaking, I am much closer to to the side of trust. Like I can figure out whatever it is, but I think on independent issues, I may be closer to the fear side.
1: Good. So that gives us also the hint, uh, kind of like the pointer towards so you can use it anytime. (laughs) So whenever you feel like in what situation you are regarding your relationship or your partnership, whatever it might be, business, uh, Mm -hmm. speaking out uh, loud in public, whatever it is, where are you on that scale? So now imagine below that scale between fear and trust, there's another line, but this time it's an arrow that goes from the left side to the right. Mm -hmm. There's an arrow. And now on the left side of uh, that arrow at the starting point, there's a zero, right? We start there. And then on the other side, there's the infinity symbol. It's the eight that is laying Mm -hmm. on the side, right? Okay. So now just, I want to ask you, how is this second line, um, the arrow related? to the one above that goes from fear to trust there's a correlation between the two so just name that arrow what is it any ideas the, oh my god are you tired
0: hey I, I look you just you just give it to us
1: <laughs> okay okay uh oh good you just froze for a second um so i give it to you i i couldn't hear that so uh it's energy Mm. so now that means every time you feel you're closer to fear you lose energy and every Mm -hmm. time you decide to trust you gain energy simple right yeah and i call this a secret vitality formula so and uh, it is e for energy equals t for trust minus f for fear so it's e equals t minus f easy to remember it's always there and that is crucial And in combination with letting go, letting in, that helps
0: you on so many levels. uh, Thank you. You have been phenomenal today. I love it. I love it. I love it. I know you have to jump off now because I think you have a meeting with, um, Angela Merkel. Um, so I, I know that you yeah, know there's priorities. Um, but is there, do you have any last and final words, thoughts, anything you'd like to share with our our audience before we wrap up?
1: Well, it's all about uh letting go and letting in. So really I want you to feel that for yourself whenever you're in a situation where you have to make a a, a, a decision, even if it's a small decision, but also a bigger decisions. So ask yourself, what else is there? Is there something I can allow myself to let in? Uh Am I part of the problem? Am I part of the solution? And so this is really super important. And and lastly, I wanna say, I wanted to invite you because we uh, do uh, monthly live demonstrations on uh, how you can create unshakable togetherness, more free time and better results at work while practically eliminating the risk of a costly divorce. And we do this uh, under, uh, you could just go to dot. Uwe Darkhorn, that's uwedockhor darkhorn dot com, And you always get forwarded to the next uh, demonst- live demonstration. You don't need your credit card. The credit card is safe. Uh, but you have to be there live uh, because we don't uh, share replays. So it's really kind of like uh, a live demonstration of how I help my clients. So I would love that you uh, join me over there.
0: Everyone, join him. <laughs> thank you so much again for being here today. You been, you have been, you are, you were awesome and thank you just so much for being here. Um everyone, um, you know what I'm about to say. Let, let's let's say it together. Let's, let's do this together. We we are a team today. We are a relationship. You are my VIP everyone. You are my VIPs. Um don't look back. Reach back. If you found anything of value from today's conversation, don't keep it to yourself. Don't say that other person over there should have been there. Don't 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 do that. Don't be that guy that gal. Bring this information to them. Encourage them. Push them to listen to it. Because I know, I know for a fact that there is something that everyone and anyone can get from today's conversation. Please, please, please continue to 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 be with us. Listen in again. Uh, you can watch great content on uh, YouTube. You can find me there, Alex Trimble. Um, you can find us on, find me on LinkedIn. Find, uh, find the great. Doc- I'm not sure if you're a doctor, but you should be a doctor, Uva, um, on LinkedIn. Thanks for listening to The Executive Appeal with Alex Trumble. I invite you to follow The Executive Appeal wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow me, your host, Alex Trumble, across all socials or via email for exclusive webinars, courses, and his speaking engagements on continued topics of executive leadership. So until next time, stay strong, stay positive, and definitely stay moving.